Hear ye, hear ye, word nerds. Be forewarned that this podcast contains body language of the modern and early modern varieties, so plan your listening accordingly. Or don't. That's a choice that you can make, but don't say we didn't warn you. This just turned into like philosophy 101, and we're just going to sit and argue like the nature of man. For Is there hours. such a thing as a 72 bracket? A bracket of 72. I mean, we can, all it takes, where's that graphic I found? You just need to extend that out. That's all. Sure. Just extend out the elimination bracket. Because that might be easier. <laughs> If, if we, <laughs> you know that that's gonna take us like three years to get through, though, right? Shakespeare Show. We are your hosts, Jess Hamlet and Aubrey Whitlock. And together, we are Whamlet. Thank you so much for listening. We hope you enjoy the show and come back for more. It's kind of a different episode this week. Uh huh. So, over the summer, I read the first part of Tamburlaine the Great by Christopher Marlowe. Uh, and Tamburlaine is a big old dick. So I got on the Twitters and I asked my followers if Tamburlaine was the biggest dick in early modern drama. And the results were varied. Uh, and there was, there was some, some back and forth. And then our good friend Marshall suggested a bracket. And here we are. <laughs> so yeah. uh, we had also gotten in touch with uh, the guys at the No Holds Barred podcast about doing a mashup episode for a dick bracket. Uh, but they never got back with us. So we're going to go ahead and do it on our own. Yeah. Sisters like, are doing it for themselves. Right? Like, if you're out there, no holds barred dudes. You no snooze, you lose, bros. bros. Like, we're still up for it. We've we've got time. But, you know. Yeah. And if yeah. I remember correctly, that post you put out, like, started a big old shitstorm in our yeah. corner of the yeah, Twitter. Yeah. Like, people got, like, up in arms about it. <laughs> yeah. People, people had opinions. Uh, I still maintain that Tamburlaine is the biggest dick in early modern drama. But uh, I I am willing to be convinced. So I guess I should say what it is we're doing. We're we're making a bracket and we're gonna determine who is the biggest dick in all of early modern drama. And this yes. episode is all about dick selection. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So um and, and then this uh had a very like organic um <laughs> growth i guess you could say like yeah, after well, that mean... like you know jess and i brainstormed over the summer while jess was staying with me um we brainstormed a list of dicks in the early modern canon um this is all by the way uh, going on while like we're trying to act cool in front of my insanely hot plumber Oh my god, like, he was so hot. We were trying to appear disinterested, Ugh. so we're like, blah, 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 early modern dicks. Who's the yep. biggest dick? Murr-her-her. We're so smart. Yep. Anyway, uh, and today we are going to argue that list of 72 down to a bracket of 32. So we yep. have, um, if you can math, we have uh, we have to narrow it down. We have to like excise 40 dicks from this list of dicks. Yeah. Um, so then after we have this bracket together, during each 101 episode for the rest of the season, we're going to take some time at the end to argue through a matchup or two, however many we think we need to yeah. get through. Um, and we will make the final bracket available on our website so you can follow along at home. And we will also each week be asking you to weigh in on Twitter. So yes. if you are not following us at Hurley Burley Shake, do it now. And if yep. you are Maria, just text us. <laughs> We know you don't tweet, girl. Just text us. <laughs> yep. Uh, just and also, hey, if you don't tweet, send us an email. You can holla at us at holla at hurlybrillershakespearshow.com. Mm -hmm. Like, we want your engagement. We don't really care how we get it. You know, it's going to be most convenient on Twitter because we can do a poll. But, like, right. you know, get in touch, y'all. So I've grouped them loosely loosely <laughs> into a, a couple uh, a couple categories we're gonna start yep. with 
obvious dicks. Yeah. Then we're going to move into dads who are dicks. And those yep. are dicks who are also fathers. Then we're going to go to lady dicks, which mm-hmm. are, you know, dicks who are ladies. Uh, then we have a grab bag of dicks, which is everyone else on the list. And it's like, uh, that's people. the longest list. Like yeah. the, the unclassified dick. You can, you can see where I got <laughs> tired. <laughs> it's like, and grab bag of dicks. Here we go. Yeah. Okay. We're going to go back and forth really quick of who this guy is, what play they're from, what we think makes them a dick, and on a scale from kind of or like what we call a, a micropene, like a one on a scale of one to ten, <laughs> all the way to giant bag of dicks, which would be ten, uh, what what we each think their score is, and we're going to average that. Anybody, and then, you know, we'll eliminate from these subgroups Anybody between a one and a five, between like yeah. a micropene and a midlife crisis is going to immediately get eliminated. Yeah. Yeah. All right. And we can so, duke it out between the fives and tens. Yeah. Great. So um, our first category is obvious dicks. Take yeah. it away. They're really obvious dicks. So we've got Othello from Othello. What makes him a dick, you ask? Well, he's a jealous fucker and he like slaps Desdemona and then murders her he just straight murders her without talking to her without like trying to figure out if she actually is cheating on him he just takes the word of his friend and murders his wife based on basically nothing uh so on a scale of one to ten i would i would call this i'd call him like a seven okay see i think he's a six so that's about a 13 moving on uh so leontes from the winner's tale is mm. is number two. Uh, he is a dick because he accuses his wife of infidelity based on literally no evidence. He tosses his daughter to the elements and disowns her and says, this is not my child. or refuse to believe that this is my child. Um, and his repentance comes too late. So I think Leontes is a nine. Yeah, he's a nine. Okay. I'm with so... you on that. 18 take it away okay next on the obvious dicks which also i think he could have been in the dad category too yeah but uh it's a lot of them could that's true lear from king lear here's what makes him a dick he begins his story by forcing his daughters to flatter him and then being upset with the results and like breaking up his kingdom for no damn reason and then going from house to house like fucking up their palaces and yeah okay so like they were mean to him too but he caused a bunch of trouble and ultimately the death of his youngest daughter and i think the fool and the eye gouging of a close friend like he alienates all of his friends for no goddamn reason just because he wanted to be flattered that's a stupid dick thing to do i would say an eight okay i'll let an eight uh i think he's a six maybe seven all right up next we have tamberlane from tamberlane Mm. both parts there are two parts Tamberlane is a jerk uh, because he literally uses other humans as furniture. That's all you need to know about Tamberlane. Ooh, but I'm tell just me gonna more. Put, well, I feel like he's going to make it into the final bracket, and I can argue my case further then. Oh, okay. But he uses human beings as furniture, which was about the point in the play where I got on Twitter and was like, is he the biggest dick in early modern drama? I think so. Isn't there also something like with an arrow, shooting an arrow into a child or something in that play? And like burning mm, that the Quran. I think is, Isn't um, that the one where they burn the Quran? Uh, I don't remember it in part one. It might be in part two, which I did okay. not read this summer. Um, oh, okay. But the arrow child, I think you might be thinking of Cambyses. Oh, I think you're right. Yeah. To give Tamburlaine and everyone else on this list a fair shake, even though I have already said I think he's the biggest dick in early modern drama, I'm just going to say he's a nine. I'm not going to go to the ten. Okay. We're just gonna say he's a nine. I will trust your judgment and go with a nine. Okay. Because I haven't read this play. Oh, in, you in shouldn't. It's terrible. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. 
here's the obvious dicks and it's like a dick within a dick it's richard the third richard of gloucester from three henry six and also his own play richard the third he takes out his anger about being deformed on everyone and he murders a bunch of people for fun and tells us all about it and brags about it i mean like 10 out of 10 do you think evil all right okay straight evil shit i was gonna like and a misogynist to boot if you listen to my last rant on our 201 like mm -mm. okay 10 out of 10 douchebag i'm gonna give him a nine so like we give 19 Um, all right next we have barabbas from christopher marlowe's the jew of malta barabbas is the titular jew of malta uh, and in a nutshell, he forces his daughter to go to a nunnery and pretend to be a Christian so that he can get his money back because the nuns have co-opted his house and he's got money hidden under the floorboards. Um, and then his daughter defects, basically, and he whips up a pot of poisoned porridge and kills the entire convent just to get revenge at his daughter damn yes he kills i don't know a hundred nuns just to make sure that his daughter is also dead oh my god Mm -hmm. yeah um i think he's i think he's a nine i don't want it to seem like i'm always copying your numbers but i don't (laughs) have any frame of reference for a lot of these so let's just say you're right he's a nine okay well, we'll get Twitter to weigh in. Maybe. Seems like he'll Maybe. probably get in there. So. Yeah. All right. Next on the obvious dick list is the one, the only, Iago from Othello, who, because he's a racist fucker, oh, and a misogynist, yep. um, decides to ruin Othello's life just because he got passed over for a job that he thought he deserved over the black man. He decides to ruin the lives of not just Othello, but Desdemona and like destroy her life and Cassio and his own wife, Emilia, and like anybody around him, he just poisons. I'd say he's at least a nine. Uh, so I think I think Iago is a 10. So what is that? 19? 19. All right. So we've got Claudius from Hamlet. Claudius mm. kills his brother to have the crown and also have his brother's wife and also he uh tries to get hamlet his nephew murdered um and when that doesn't work out because pirates ex machina he arranges for a poisoned sword for a sword match so that hamlet is sure to die i'm gonna go with uh like an eight claudia says i think i think he's an eight yeah i gotta say he's like i would put him at like a six Okay. Really? Right. Fourteen. Yeah. In terms of like body count compared to some of these other guys. Sure. Like I don't know. All right. Next on our obvious dick list is good old Demetrius from a Midsummer Night's Dream. Demetrius is a dick because he's trying to get a girl to marry him who doesn't want to. Also, the day before he like dumped that girl's best friend after he'd been like fucking her for a while. Um. And then proceeds to, like, pit these women against each other. And he's a douche. Mm-hmm. I, I don't think he's, like, a malicious douche. And he comes from a comedy, so nobody dies because of right. him. But almost. Hermia almost dies because True. of him. He puts her life in danger. I Still, though, I'd say he's, like, a four. Yeah, that's about what I was thinking. He's yeah. about a four. He's a four. Um, alrighty. Up next is Proteus from The Two Gentlemen of Verona, mm-hmm. who is a shitbag of a human being. He is in love with Julia, and then he travels to Milan to be with his BFF Valentine, where he meets his BFF Valentine's girlfriend, Sylvia, and he immediately forgets Julia. And then he gets his BFF Valentine kicked out of town so that he can have Sylvia, And then when Sylvia is like, "Mm, I ain't about it, son, he tries to rape Sylvia. Uh, And then there's, we have a a deus ex Valentine (laughs) um, (laughs) who comes in and stops it. So nobody actually gets raped and nobody died. 
Um, but I think Proteus is a is a seven. Seven. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that sounds about right. Yeah. Yeah. Because so rape. much worse than Demetrius. Yeah. Yeah. Much worse. Okay. You know how like bad boys are sometimes like really hot. (laughs) (laughs) Edmund from King Lear falls into that category for me. I'm a little biased. (sighs) All right. So to be fair, Edmund is a dick because all he thinks about is himself. Right. And he is willing to (laughs) play Goneril and Regan against each other to gain status. He's willing to lie to his dad, try to get his brother killed. He doesn't end up succeeding in that. I mean, he gets the women to kill kill themselves and in each other, kind of. He causes a lot of damage because he thinks he deserves more than what he's been dealt. I'd say he's right that he's a seven for me. I would agree with that. Yeah, I think think seven is right. So we've got 14. Yeah. Okay. Now we have Claudio from Much Ado About Nothing, who, if you've been listening, you know how I feel about Claudio from Much Ado About Nothing. He's a giant bag of dicks. Claudio believes it when he is told that his chaste and virtuous love hero uh, has slept around on him. Um, He is tricked and confronted with something that he takes as ocular proof, uh, although refuses to entertain the notion that he might be wrong. He sort of takes it on trust uh, because he doesn't trust women. I don't know. Um, I think Claudio is worthy of a six or a seven. I was going to say like a five. Okay. He's sort of middling in the dickishness. Why don't we we give him 12? Okay. Okay. Sounds Next, from the same play, Much Ado About Nothing, we have the villain, or the, the labeled villain, Don John, the half or bastard brother, we're not quite sure, of Don Pedro, who's resentful of his brother, and he's the one that stirs up all that shit with Claudio and, like, tricks him and tricks him several times, actually. plays on He plays Claudio like a pipe um, through much of the play, and then bus out like and deserts everybody and leaves them to their chaos he's an agent of chaos nobody dies for real although hero is like really badly humiliated because of him and some friendships have some friction because of him but he's worse than claudio so i would say he's a six (sighs) yeah i suppose he is worse than claudio i'm gonna give him a seven so it's 13 okay okay so next is Piero from uh, two plays, Antonio and Melida and Antonio's Revenge, both by John Marston. And Piero uh, does a lot of murdering, mostly in the second play. He's a dick in the, well, he's, all right. He's not a nice guy in the, in the first play, but he doesn't orchestrate deaths of anyone. Piero is the evil duke. He poisons his friend Andrugio. He purposefully slanders his daughter Melida to keep her away from her love Antonio. He tries to marry Antonio's mom. He banishes Antonio from court. He stabs a bunch of people, poisons a bunch of people, has a bunch of people killed on his orders, and lies and slanders, basically. Um, I know you haven't read this play, and I feel like I did a poor job of uh, explaining it, but I think he's a solid eight. Okay. I'll trust your judgment on that. Yeah, he's sort of a Claudius analog, but I think he's a little worse. That's not... All right, next category. All right, so kicking off dads who were dicks. Talk to us, Jess. Oh, yeah, it's me. It's uh, I'm up first. Okay, so if you listen to our mini-sode of the atheist tragedy over the summer, you will remember D'Amville, who murders his brother and disinherits his nephew and tries to rape his daughter-in-law. This guy, for me, uh, I think he's an eight or nine. It's, it's the combination murder-rape that I don't love. Yeah, I, I think right. he's an eight. I think he's an eight. I'm going to go with eight. Okay. I was going to go with eight. Okay. Yeah. Another dad who was a dick. Duke Frederick from As You Like It. And actually, I'm not going to lie. When I read this at first, I was like, Duke Frederick? What's he doing on here? And then I was thinking, 
No, you put him on Duke hair. Senior. No, no, no. But I, in my brain, I was mixing up Duke Uh-oh. Senior and Duke Frederick. Got it. And I was like, Senior? What the hell is Senior doing? No, Frederick. Okay, so Duke Frederick deposed his own brother, and his brother like went to live in the woods. I guess that was his choice, but whatever. Sure. Um, kept his brother's daughter, so kept his niece basically as a hostage. Then disowned her and sort of de facto disowned his own daughter. Uh, and then sent Oliver to kill his brother Orlando. And I mean, there's so much fratricide or like fratricidal urges in this man. And like, he even goes into the forest to kill his brother, like seek out his brother in the damn forest and then tries to kill him. Um, he doesn't succeed in any of that though. And I think he's just got like anger issues. Mm. So I'm real. I'm just going to put Duke Frederick at like a five. Oh, interesting. I think he's a two. A two. Okay. Yeah. So what is that? Seven? Yeah. Okay. Alrighty. Pretty low score. All right. <laughs> Seems like he's an obvious out. Yeah. Uh, Alrighty. So next, up next we have Baptista from The Taming of the Shrew, who doesn't trust his daughters to know what they want or what is best for them, which is pretty much it. I, am I missing anything about Baptista? This was your edition. Mm-hmm. I don't. I don't know the pay. Oh yeah, well. I just. I just didn't like how he like favored one daughter over the other sure. either. Yeah, and, like I mean, he treats not... them differently, and then he just marries them off willy nilly for money. Right. I mean, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think like he's a, a, a two. Yeah, I was gonna say a three. Yeah. He's, yeah. Right. Yeah. Five. Okay. Prospero. Fucking Prospero. Prospero manipulates the hell out of his daughter, and he has a slave. Mm-hmm. two of them he has two slaves yep. and actually untold numbers of other slaves that are not in the play but that he like i'm sure yeah. you know can make he bend the elements to his will so like these are only the two that we know about mm, yeah and he can like use his magic to kill people and he tried mm-hmm. so i would say he's an eight. Oh, okay see i think he's a five he keeps slaves man uh, i think he's a six I'll, I'll go up to six. All right. Next, we have Cymbeline from Cymbeline. So weird how that works out. He, again, doesn't trust his daughter to know what's up. Disowns her? Yeah. Yeah. And then doesn't really feel bad about it until mm-hmm. he realizes the extent of his mistakes. But he doesn't kill anybody. Nobody dies. So again, right. I, think, just... I think he's pretty solid five. Um, I was gonna say four. He's okay. he's just he's an angry man. Yeah, he's just angry. He's got anger issues and control issues. Yeah. Probably he needs a nap. <laughs> um, here's another dad with anger issues. Fuck, <laughs> Lord Capulet from Romeo and Juliet. That's Juliet's dad. Who, when he's not negotiating her marriage to Paris, um, is like yelling at his wife and yelling at his daughter and yelling at the nurse so i mean like a three okay i was gonna go with a four so yeah all right solid seven all right we've got antiochus from pericles um who's only in the play for a single scene but is having an incestuous relationship with his daughter and when pericles finds it out sends an assassin after pericles so um, he like ruins Pericles' whole life. Yeah, it's not great. Uh, <laughs> like, I seven. Yeah, not only that, but he like brags about his incest in a pretty easy to figure out riddle. <laughs> it fucking rhymes, Antiochus. Yeah, and then like murders all the guys that figure it out. Yeah, like he's flaunting the incest. Like yeah. that's a solid seven. Yeah, that's gross. Then we have the Duke from the Revengers tragedy, which I've never read. Oh, great. Okay, so the Duke in the Revengers tragedy rapes a girl before the the play starts, um, who then commits suicide out of shame and general indulgence of the other bad characters in the play. I'm going to defer completely to you All right. on this guy. I'm, I'm going to say he's, he's a seven. Okay, then just double that and that's a score because I don't know. Oh, next category. Lady dicks. You know, the dicks who happen to be ladies. Mm -hmm. All right, so we're going to kick this off with Arrhenes or maybe Arianus 
I'm not sure how to say it, but she's from mm. A King and No King, uh, which is Beaumont and Fletcher. And she spends the entire play trying to kill her son, uh, but like poorly, like is sending <laughs> haphazard assassins who are bad at their jobs and keep getting intercepted before you even see them in the play. It's just like a dude coming like, well, I stopped another assassin. You're welcome. And then oh. we find out that she lied about his provenance. So six. Yeah, I was gonna say a five. That's yeah. you know. All right, let's go with eleven. She doesn't succeed. No, in killing him. No, okay. everybody. Well, it, like, yeah. Everyone sort of lives happily ever after. It's a weird okay. play. I got okay. really excited. It was an incest play. It's not an incest play. <laughs> oh, Fletch with the bait and switch. Rude. Okay, next we have. Kate from Taming of the Shrew. That would be Katerina, the titular <laughs> shrew of Taming of the Shrew. She is a dick because she's mean. Like, she's mean to her sister and she's mean to everyone for really apparently no other reason than like sisterly jealousy at sure. first, it seems like. I don't know. She's got anger issues. She's, I mean, she's a selfish person and she, but she kind of changes her ways. I would say she's like a two. Yeah. She rages, but then she gets, she gets over it. Yeah. Solid two. So that's a four. Yeah. Okay. Uh, next up is Anne Faversham from the Arden of Faversham, not the, just Arden of Faversham, which is a great play that is maybe by Shakespeare, question mark, that we're definitely mm-hmm. going to do an episode on coming up sometime. Anne Faversham spends the whole play trying to kill her husband via increasingly ludicrous methods like hiring assassins. And then when that doesn't work, I think she poisons his porridge and then that doesn't work because he doesn't really eat it. So then she gets a painter to do some poisoned painting because that's science. Um, And then then she just stabs him. So I'm eight... Okay, she actually goes through with it. Yeah. Okay, again, I will defer to you on... I'm just going to defer to you on the ones that oh, right. that I don't know. Super. Because well, that's I don't a know lot them. coming up. I know. <laughs> Way to make me sound uneducated. So next on our lady dick list, Cleopatra from Antony and Cleopatra. <sighs> she bugs me. Same. I mean, she just whines about things. She's selfish. She's inconsiderate. I mean, yeah, that's kind of, yeah. but that's like all that makes her a dick. She's just selfish yeah. and inconsiderate. And, I mean, she's a queen. She's yeah. a victim of her own privilege in that way. Tempestuous. I, I would, I'd say a three. Mm, I think she's a four, but yeah, you know, like, she's mm. also, she's on the lower end. Yeah. Okie doke. Uh, next up is Livia from Women Beware Women by Thomas Middleton our bestie now i saw this play you when did. they did it a couple of years ago yeah uh this was uh jenna okay oh yeah. Yeah. yeah that bitch was crazy yes okay <laughs> <laughs> um livia orchestrates the rape and commodification of um a young woman bianca who is married mm-hmm. um and then undergoes sort of Stockholm syndrome from the rape from the Duke. Yeah. The Duke rapes her. Uh, and Livia has set this up. Livia also lies to her brother and her niece, telling her brother and her niece that they are not related to each other so that they can have an incestuous uh, relationship. Yep. Low key, though, like Chris Johnston and Lauren Ballard oh, it was beautiful. were so, so good yeah. in that. And it was so romantic. Yes. I was like, this is so wrong, but they make it look so right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Moving on. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. I mean, that's that's pretty much it. I, she's she's the author of her own misfortune and everyone else's in that yeah. play. Um, I solid. I just wrote a paper on this. She she is the reason that there is a body count of eight at the end of the play, and seven of those eight bodies are on stage. <laughs> damn um, i remember that oh yeah. that was fucked up yeah that I play was wild tragedy. it's so good uh so i'm eight nine yeah i would say nine because yeah. women who arrange the rape of other women uh-huh. are not okay uh-huh. she's a nine uh-huh. next oh, i'm gonna have a hard time arguing for why she's a dick but i'm gonna try um oh, I margaret think you put her on the list i mean 
I probably did. <sighs> Margaret of Anjou, you know her best from Two Henry Six, Three Henry Six, and the crazy like cursing lady right. from Richard the Third, and like one scene um, of One Henry Six, but I left that off because it's one as scene. a <laughs> as a Lancastrian, it is difficult for me <laughs> to argue about why she's a dick although she does kill a bunch of people like a bunch of people including little baby rutland in 306 which is not okay she kills babies and then really likes it and like brags about it i feel like we can we can sum up her dickishness in that scene where she takes the bloody handkerchief that is soaked in rutland's blood and smears it all over his dad's face yeah it's pretty fucked up yeah it's not okay yeah like she's an it's eight. really it's yeah 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 she's an eight all right yeah. good as much as it pains me ugh. all right she also um, has an affair with a married man yeah I mean, you know she's not Suffolk. good she's not good she's yeah. also married at the time of that affair that's like, true they're yeah. both married yeah she has an extramarital affair or it's not good okay yeah. uh all right so that brings us to portia from the merchant of venice who is oh my god she's such a dick racist ass and that's pretty much what it is she's racist ass uh She's racist. And she orchestrates the punishment and humiliation. Oh, yeah. Disproportionate. Disproportionate. Yeah. 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 Um, I have really strong feelings about Portia. I think she's an eight, even though nobody dies. What do you think? I'd say she's a seven, but yeah, she's up there. Speaking of women who orchestrate violence against other women. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Tamara from Titus Andronicus who plots the demise of Titus Andronicus, marries, what's his face, Saturninus and like whatever, has her two sons rape and disfigure Lavinia, has uh, an affair with Aaron the Moor, and then, well, he runs off. Does he run off with the baby or does she send him off with the baby? I think he runs off with the baby. Oh, okay. Well, never mind. I was going to blame the baby on her, but Aaron took the baby. So never mind. She's just a murderous beast. Mm-hmm. And uh, for her crimes against Lavinia alone, I think makes her a nine. Yeah, I feel I was feeling like nine or ten. Yeah, mm, like, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna go with ten. She arranged the gang 19. rape of a young woman. Yeah, it's not okay. Like that's no, it's not no. okay. Uh, again, speaking of women who orchestrate violence against other women, we have Dionysia in Pericles, who is soups yeah. jealous of her adopted daughter Marina because Marina is better than her own daughter at everything Mm -hmm. and so uh arranges for uh leonine to murder her and that marina does not end up murdered is only because of pirate sex machina (laughs) so i feel like that doesn't absolve dionyza i think she's i think she's an eight nine yeah i'd I'd call her an eight yeah yeah i'll stick with she doesn't succeed 17 she lets someone else do the dirty work she keeps her hands clean yeah well (laughs) Yeah. yeah you know who we didn't put on this list of lady dicks lady mac yeah lady mac isn't on here i don't i don't uh, but i mean now that i'm thinking about it like I, there's no doubt a reason why we didn't do that i don't think she's that much of a dick she encourages her husband to be a yeah. dick i would i mean just right I mean, but then the again so does Diago, like a two but, or a three yeah yeah she's got really murderous inclinations yeah but anyway um last on our lady dicks they are a package deal the sisters with blisters um i don't know why, I don't know why I said that. goneril and regan from king lear um they are terrible daughters they flatter their dad just to get some land and then bounce him around like a pinball machine um and treat him poorly even though he's ailing and they both cheat on their husbands with Edmund. Uh, and then they end up murdering each other over a man, which is dumb. Ain't no one stick that good, ladies. And then, yeah. And then they try to, which of them, which of, I forget which of them imprisons Cordelia. Mm, like which of them is actually responsible Regan. for the death of their sister. I think it's Regan. Yeah. So again, like one of them, I cannot remember. They're so that's why they're on set. <laughs> yeah, that's why they're a package deal. They basically arrange the death of their third youngest, their younger sister, yeah. um, which is fucked up. Uh, so the two of them together, I would say they're an eight. I think they're an eight too. Sixteen. Yeah, they're bad. They're bad girls. Okay, 
Now we're whew, the grab bag. Yeah. Okay. Let's do it to it. Mm-hmm. Grab bag of dicks. Grab bag of dicks. Uh, which is the remainder of the list, and it's so long. All right, so Angelo from Measure for Measure uh, f- tries to force himself on a nun. There it is. Um, seven. Yeah, uh, I mean... All right, let me clarify. It's not just that he's rapey. It's that he then gaslights. He says, who will believe you? And that, I think, uh, compounds it a little bit. I would say six. All right, so 13. From the same play, we've got the Duke from Measure for Measure who leaves his post for no reason, masquerades around as a monk, lets people confess to him in the guise of a monk, uh, arranges a bed trick, which is morally questionable, and then tries to get Isabella, that same nun, to marry him at the end of all of it. Um, And he lets other people do all of his dirty work, and then he, like, jumps in and saves the day later, which is douchey... AF and he, it makes him a dick but I don't think it makes him as big of a dick as Angelo. I would say he's like a 5. Yeah, I think This he's is a five. classic mid midlife crisis material yeah. right here. Uh up next is Dr. Faustus from Dr. Faustus by that nice Christopher Marlowe. Sells the soul of the devil, picks on the pope, is yeah. just trying to get with a hot dead chick. Yeah. He's a dummy and he's not super nice about it he's real arrogant yeah Yeah. um four yeah yeah i think four is good again we're hovering in like midlife crisis areas right now um volpone from volpone now i i only know this play because we just did it at camp in session one but i only know like an hour cut so if i'm missing anything just like fill in the blanks for me. I, I haven't read it in two years oh, okay <gasps> okay so volpone is an old dude who's got a lot of money and he pretends for a very long time to be dying to get more gifts and bribes out of the people who he tells are his potential heirs um he also uh tries he <laughs> One of the gifts that he wants is another man's wife. And he arranges like a little tete-a-tete with her and tries to rape her, which is not cool. He does, though, like get his, like justice is served to him by the end of the play. Like everybody finds him out for being a trickster and they he is duly punished. So I don't know if that should weigh in to whether he's a dick. I don't think but... so. Poetic okay. justice doesn't, doesn't factor. Okay. I mean, yeah, he's like a seven. Mm. he doesn't kill anybody he does try to rape somebody i think he's a six so 13 uh next up we have the the brothers malfi from the duchess of malfi i don't actually know if that's their family name but uh there's two of them uh it's a cardinal and a a duke i think um and they subjugate their sister they try to keep her down they try to control what she does with her body so that they can have control of her fortune and her title they kill her that's true uh they They end up killing her kill her children Mm -hmm. uh and then one of the brothers goes crazy and thinks he's a werewolf not really important to the dickishness but i think it's worth saying because lycanthropy it's always fun. <laughs> um, so as a set, I'm eight, seven, seven. I'm gonna go seven. Seven, seven's yeah. fair. Okay, next on the list, you might not have seen this coming, but Oberon from A Midsummer Night's Dream puts the love whammy on a bunch of different people, a bunch of like causes near molestation a minimum and bestiality, not even near, but actual beast his wife to commit bestiality while on these very potent love drugs um all because of a like a supernatural custody battle like that's that's disproportionate bro but at the same time like i don't know maybe a four i mean yeah i I think he's like a four i think a three uh all right sir toby from 12th night uh Mm. i I get boorish loud inconsiderate selfish the manipulative yeah, uh, mean to Malvolio. Just he goes way overboard. Yeah, with, um, yeah. With Malvolio, uh, disproportionate again. But you know, nobody dies. So mm, five. Yeah, yeah. I would say a four. Then we have Gaveston from Christopher Marlowe's Edward the Second, um, who is Edward the Second's gay lover, 
and that does not make him a dick because we love our gays. But what makes him a dick is that he's a selfish little punk. He deserts Edward when he needs him the most. And he leaves Edward, who he supposedly loved, after, like, getting all of his, like, showered with gifts and titles and whatever from Edward. Um, He leaves him to get a, a hot poker up his butt. I forget. Does Gaveston die, too, or does he get off scot-free? I haven't seen that play in a while. No, I think Gaveston dies. So he's, you know, he's just a selfish little prick. Mm. Um, and he uses people. He mm-hmm. used Edward pretty mm-hmm. egregiously. I would say that makes him at least a six. I was going to say six as well. Alrighty. Uh, next, we have our second, no, our third pair. Uh, our mm. third, our third mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. full set. Chiron and Demetrius from yeah. Titus Andronicus, who are idiots, but gang rape a girl and treat the court as their own personal playground so mm, for me it is not just the rape but the brutality of the rape yeah they mutilate her yeah i think i think nine yeah same i was gonna say nine great yeah then we've got octavius from antony and cleopatra octavius is the little roman punk who fucks up antony and cleopatra's lives um he makes promises to Cleopatra about her sovereignty that he eventually breaks. He was going to enslave her if she didn't kill herself. He was a a nasty little fucker. I'd say like a six. It's kind of a punk. I can't remember much about this play either. I just remember thinking, God, what a punk ass bitch. Yeah. I think he's a five. A five. Yeah. 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 Okay. Uh, Coming up next is Cleanthe. Uh, from The Blind Beggar of Alexandria by George Chapman. Cleanthe disguises himself in multiple disguises so that he can marry three different women. Oh, joy. Uh-huh. He knocks up at least one of them and then mm-hmm. kills his other personas. <laughs> so then two of his wives are widows and they, they come to him to seek <laughs> for help. And then wow. he agrees to help them, but asks them why their husbands left them without provision in their wills, and then becomes king of Egypt. What? Yeah, pretty much. That's the play in a okay. nutshell. Okay. So he's manipulative. Nobody dies except for his personas. I don't yeah. think that counts. He's a lying liar who yeah. lies. But then, I mean, he, he uses that to become the king of Egypt. Damn. So, five, six. Six, I think. Yeah, six. I would say a five. That's some bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, next is another pair uh, from the Merchant of Venice, the Sallies. Um, there's either two or three of them, depending on which text we're talking about or yep. which interpretation of which edition of the text we're talking about. Solario, Solanio, and Solario or something like that. Uh, they are anti-Semitic motherfuckers and they just talk shit the whole play they don't really do much other than that though so like solid four for being anti-semitic but three yeah (gasps) all right uh we've got another another match set bracciano and flaminio from the white devil by john webster they're misogynists flaminio encourages his sister's wife to lock her up so that she cannot cuckold her husband. Um, Bracciano then uses that to his advantage and comes in to have sex with Vittoria, who he is not married to. Bracciano kills his wife, Isabella. Flaminio kind of (laughs) helps. Flaminio kills his sister's husband uh and makes it look like an accident and then everybody escapes to run away from their various misdeeds there's a lot of murder and a lot of subjugation of women uh in this Mm. play so Mm. uh, as a match set frankly because they they kill at least two people mm, eight okay i will defer to you completely on that great you should read it it's a great play okay next on this list is hamlet from Hamlet um, <laughs> who uh, dithers his entire play away but is responsible ultimately for the deaths of several people through his negligence and through his like selfishness I love Hamlet but like I hate him because he's a dick 
and he, the shit he does to Ophelia alone, like mind games with her and whatever. I would say he's a six. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I'll agree with that. I mean, he's well, responsible for the deaths of his two supposedly best friends, among other people, like yep. his mom and his yep. uncle and his girlfriend and his girlfriend's brother and his girlfriend's dad. Yeah. He, he kills some people. He does. So next up we have Columbo <laughs> from a play called The Cardinal by uh, John Shirley. So Columbo thinks he gets to marry the Duchess, but the Duchess doesn't want to marry him. And he forces her to go through with it. Uh, and then when she gets him to agree to let her out of the, the wedding and get married to this other guy... At the moment that she's getting married to the other guy, Columbo comes in and murders him. Oh my god. Yeah. Uh, it's a dick move. <sighs> Frankly. Yeah. And then he refuses to apologize. Uh, and so he goes to prison. Mm-hmm. Seven. Okay. Then we have Wendell from A Woman Killed with Kindness by Haywood. Thomas Haywood. I was in a staged reading of this play a while ago. (laughs) Wendell is the guy who seduces the married lady and um, hijinks ensue. Yeah, basically. And he causes her death because this is one of those like domestic tragedies where the woman like she's a fallen woman and then she kills herself out of shame of how bad of a woman she is but like he's the reason for all of it he destroys all of it you know i don't remember much else about the play though he kind of he just kind of appears and seduces the woman and then leaves like nah, he sticks around um i mean does he die too i can't no, remember she's the only one who dies okay yeah yeah i um, mean he <sighs> Yeah, he's just he causes her death because hashtag patriarchy. He's so a like, yeah, yeah, but that's kind of all he yeah. is. I would say he's a five. Yeah, uh, I would agree with that. Let's go with a ten. Um, next up is Edward the Fourth from the third part of King Henry the Sixth. This was a U addition to the play, I believe, or a U addition to the list, not the play. Oh, yeah. You did not write the part of Edward the Fourth in I didn't. News to me, but. I mean, he deposes King Henry. Uh, he locks him up. I mean, he's, yeah. you know, he's pretty martial and um, forceful. He's kind of an idiot. He leads a rebellion. He's just clueless. Yeah, he usurps. Um, uh, four. Yeah, I was going to say three. Okay, then we have the bastard from King John, who I think is the one who kills Arthur at King John's behest. Am I remembering that correctly? It's been a very long time since I've read King John. He is not the one who who kills Arthur. I mean, no He's one actually not. kills Arthur. Arthur falls to his death. Oh, sure, he, oh, he falls to his death. Okay, that's what yeah. happens. That literally, and those, I read and those twins just like starve to death All in right, the tower okay. too. Uh, okay. <laughs> you know, I, so I just know he's a, he's one of those like agent of chaos type of characters. Sure. He? So like, I he's just, resentful of being a bastard yes, and then yeah. causes trouble. Yeah. Um, I just read it two, three weeks ago. I think he's a two or a three. Okay. He comes yeah, around okay. before the end of the play. So Okay. We'll say a three. All right. Uh, Aaron the Moor from Titus Andronicus, who has the best joke in all of Shakespeare, which is Bill and I have done thy mother. Um, it's real. It's the OG, your mom joke. You're welcome. He he sort of helps orchestrate the, the rape of Lavinia. He seduces Tamara question mark uh, he's yeah. he's I think he's another sort of agent of chaos uh, six yeah yeah I was gonna say five okay yeah 11 yeah your boy okay. <laughs> that's my boy my boy Bertram from all's well that ends well who essentially is a, a dumb fucker um he is mean to Helena. I'm not going to say for no reason, because I mean, I wouldn't want to, I wouldn't be nice to someone who is forcing me to marry them either. So I think that's a little bit justified, but anyway, um, I mean, he's rude. He is inconsiderate. He thinks he has, uh, you know, done it with a girl um, who he has no intention of marrying at all. 
He doesn't seem to mourn too much when he learns that Helena's dead. I mean, you know, it's selfish little boy bullshit. He doesn't kill anybody. He hangs out with the wrong people. I would say he's like a two. He's a dick, but like he's mm, a two. I was going to go three, so it's five. Okay. Okay. Um, next up, we have Antonio from The Tempest, uh, who has deposed his brother and uh, is trying to maybe kill the new guy who's in power, who's maybe the also Duke? his brother. How are they all related? The aristocracy, man. It's all yeah. the inbreeding. Are they all brothers? No, no, they're not. Well, he's deposed and is trying to kill uh, the new duke. So he's a deposer and a would-be assassin. Um, Five? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, five. He's okay. All right. Antiphilus of Ephesus from the Comedy of Errors. This is the Antiphilus who is married. He's married to Adriana. He's got a side piece in town for whom he's buying jewelry while Adriana stays locked up like a dutiful wife at home. And he's not particularly nice to Dromeo, his lifelong servant. This is a, I think, a classic case of like husband negligence and some cheating. I would say he's like a three. Yeah, I'd say I'd say a, a two. So Okay, so next up we have the Cardinal from The Cardinal. Uh, and if you'll remember just a couple minutes ago when I was talking about Columbo, who kills a, a dude at the moment of his wedding, um, the cardinal then tries to get the duchess to excuse Columbo and sort of wrenches forgiveness out of her and then tries to get the duchess to marry him, the cardinal, which like, mm-hmm. bruh, you are a clergyman, you cannot get married. And then when she's like, nah, I'm cool, he rapes her. And then tries to poison her. And then I think actually poisons her. This guy's an eight. Yeah, that's yeah, that's pretty fucked up. <sighs> why is it on this list I'm having to like argue why some of my favorite characters in the canon are dicks? Because um, it's character building. Yeah. Thanks. <laughs> Thanks, Jess. Uh, all right. Next on our list is Falstaff. From one Henry four to Henry four, he's talked about in Henry five, but then he dies, and also the Merry Wives of Windsor. He is a philandering drunk, which is not great. Uh, and he lies to save his own skin, and mm-hmm. he defiles a dead body or two. Um, <laughs> yep, <laughs> he, like he messes with Hotspur's body, which is you know again he's an agent of chaos he's a vice character he's like yeah. um i would say he's like a four i think he's a, a oh, i hate false stuff uh i think he's a five and i'm trying not to let that color <laughs> i'm trying not to let my hate of him color my my uh ranking all right so then we have the king from the maid's tragedy by uh, is it both fletch or it's fletch mass or it's no, Definitely it's Fletch. is it both Fletch? I, I think so. Some yeah. combination of them. So the king is sleeping with a chick, and then he marries her off so that he can keep sleeping with her, and tells her that she's not allowed to sleep with her husband. He can all, she can only sleep with him. Uh, it's like a whole thing. Yeah. And then she kills the king because he deserves yeah. it. But I don't believe he orchestrates the murder of anyone, to the best of my knowledge. Mm-hmm. I read it a couple no. months ago, but he's just a philandering asshole. From yeah, what I remember. Uh, so I six. I'm not wild about how he treats women. So yeah, I would say a five. Okay. Okay. <sighs> Next on our list is Hal from one Henry four, and two Henry four, and Henry five. He can be interpreted by some as a Machiavel. I don't see it personally, but that's, I mean, and then he like turns it around and he's basically a good guy. He plays some pranks on some people like Falstaff who deserve it and some other people who should be deserving more of his charity than of his pranks. So he does some dickish things. Um, I chalk it up to privilege and youthful indiscretion kind of like Bertram, um, I would say he's like a two. Okay. See, I think he's a four. And I'm going to stand by that. Six. <laughs> Fine. 
Uh, all right, now we, we're up to Oliver from mm. As You Like It, uh, yes. who is a total dick to yeah. his brother Orlando and yep. uh, is maybe going to try to kill his brother Orlando. Twice. Yeah, twice. So, um, four, five? Yeah, I think five. I'm going to say five. Okay, I'll stick with four. He doesn't go through with it. He's got fratricidal rage for no apparent reason. Okay, next from the same play as you like it, Touchstone, who... Again, this was your idea. I know, because it is... Okay, here's the sticking point for me, right? He, you know, gets Audrey to agree to marry him, and then he tries to arrange that marriage to be so poorly done that he can just desert her when he feels like it after he's satiated his urges, mm-hmm. um, which is a dick thing to do, mm-hmm. but he doesn't kill anybody. Mm-hmm. He's just kind of a jackass mm-hmm. and he's mean to William, which mm-hmm. makes me upset. Um, I would say that's like a two. Yeah. I think he's a one. So yeah. Yeah. Pretty, pretty benign. <sighs> All right. Next up, we've got Antony from Antony and Cleopatra. Antony is a selfish inconsiderate immature weaselly fucker and then he marries someone else after promising cleopatra that he wouldn't yeah and he does it for politically expedient reasons yeah Uh, just like a man yeah five Eh, i would say a three but yeah all right he's a whiny bitch we also have petruchio from the taming of the shrew which depending on which edition of this play you read he either slaps and kicks and punches people a lot, or he doesn't do any of those things. So if we're going pure folio, which I assume we are, then, uh, you know, Petruchio, who tames the shrew in The Taming of the Shrew, um, I would rank at a four tops. Um, yeah. I, th- I think he gets a little more tamed than he bargains for. And yeah. He doesn't actually hurt anyone. I think he's a three, so. Yeah. All right, Clotten from Cymbeline uh, oh, yeah. is, is well, he tries to rape his stepsister. Is that what the relationship is? Yeah. Yeah, yep. stepsister. He tries to rape his stepsister. And he tries to kill his stepsister's beloved. Yep. And, and also the Welsh brothers. He yeah. tries to kill Guido. Yeah. Guidarius. He's, uh, uh, he's also a dummy. Uh, yeah, six. he's a moron. He's a moron. Yeah, see, I I think he's much more benign. I mean, the the attempted rape is pretty bad, yeah. so that makes him a five for okay. me, but, like, he's really just stupid. Next, we have Cassius from Julius Caesar. Cassius is the motherfucker who instigates all of it. All of it. The stabbing of Caesar, and then everybody else's death in the aftermath of the stabbing of Caesar. For really reasons that are not uh explicit in the in the play he just has a lean and hungry look and he just doesn't like caesar a whole lot so i, I don't know i would say a six yeah you think of, you think he causes the deaths of a lot of people yeah i'll go i'll go with that uh okay so that brings us to timon from timon of athens who is mm-hmm. a just he's misanthropic um and misogynistic Ooh, yeah five yeah i'd go with that Great. i'd go with that Next, we have Troilus from Troilus and Cressida, who gets Cressida into bed, and then, like, they both make vows to stay true to each other, and then she, because of circumstances outside her control, has to break that vow, and then he, like, goes off and is a dick. Turns him into a petulant little bitch. (sighs) I say four. He's a whiny little bitch, but that's kind of all he is. Yeah, I think you're right. Diomed from Troilus and Cresta is up next, and he is a character mm-hmm. who does some things. He's the one. <laughs> he's the one who um takes Cressida into his custody. Right, he's the Greek right, who, and like maybe organizes her rape, depending on how you yeah. read the text, or saves her from it. But then she has to be his consort alone, yeah. like she's about to be gang raped, and right. then he like quote unquote saves her from it. Yeah, that seems like a so, five. It's kind of shady. Yeah, yeah. I would say a four. Then from the same play, there's like a spate of dicks from one play. Um, is Paris? 
who is Troilus's older brother, who is the one who stole Helen from the Greeks and started the war and caused the deaths of tens of thousands on both sides of a war that lasts for like 10 years just because he <laughs> wanted one particular woman like that's not okay and in this play he's a he's an asshole um, he doesn't give a fuck about anybody but himself and helen that's like all he does is party with helen in this play i would say that makes him a five i would agree i'm down with that and then we have achilles who also does some things i don't know this play <laughs> can you tell <laughs> let's just skip him then all right, okay. Like, if we don't have things to say about Achilles. Knock off Achilles. Honestly, Achilles. when I think of Achilles, all I think about is Brad Pitt. Sure. So. All these Troilus characters, I mean, those were your contributions. Oh, were they? Yeah. I mean, because they're all assholes. Sure, I they're all it. dicks. Um, all right, and then moving to uh, Richard II, where we have listed Bolingbroke and or Richard II, question mark, because it depends on how you read this play, who you think the villain is. I think the villain is Bolingbroke. Aubrey thinks it's Richard. I think Richard II is it. But he's like a benign dick. He's like a self-important yeah. guy who's been king since he was nine months old kind of a dick. Right. Right. I think he's a, a three. I think Bolingbroke's yeah. a five. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Bolingbroke is a usurper. Mm -hmm. I'll mm -hmm. give you that. All right. Yeah. So wait, who? <laughs> <laughs> Either way, they're Ooh. not going to make it onto the list. They're, they're being true. scored too low. So we'll just That's move on true. and we'll okay, end up with on. this guy whose fucking name I... This one says the guy who kills Horatio from the Spanish tragedy. <laughs> I don't even have a text in front if of me. If you don't remember his name, how do you expect me to? Because we literally just oh read it, both God. of us. Uh, it's it's Lorenzo and Balthazar together. Oh, right. Okay. Yeah. I mean, yeah. They make, they, yep, they kill Horatio. Yeah. AKA uh, the hero of that play who yes, spends most and, of it being dead. And imprison Bellimperia. I mean, they cause a lot of trouble. Yes. He does. Uh, they. All, he, this is yeah. the one also where there's like a bunch of servants that get murdered. What's the word right. I want? Okay. Casualties. They're they're sort of casualties of war, but it's not war. Okay. It's just then murder. I'd say he's a seven. I, there's also two of them. <laughs> so right. I'm going to go with 14 and I'm going to put okay. in their names. Lorenzo and Balthazar. <laughs> Lorenzo and Balthazar. And that, my friends, is the end of the list. Yay. So we're just, we're going to pause and do some tallying. Cue suspenseful music. Thirty-one is the cardinal. Lorenzo and Balthazar is fantastic. That's 32, babe. That is a perfect 32. Perfect. Above. Look at what we did. Let's, I'm going to read it out for our, for our listeners. So what we've just done in the part that you haven't heard um, is we, we went back through our list and we checked uh, the scores for everyone and we found everybody above a 12 and then we ended up with four 12s that we had to make choices between. Uh, but we had 31 characters who, who had ranked above a 12. So then we, we chose our 32nd. So uh, in no particular order, except for the order that we listed them, we will seed them later and make okay. that available for you. Uh, but the, the list is Othello with a score of 13. We have Leontes with a score of 18. King Lear with a score of 14. Tamburlaine with a okay. score of 19. Richard III with a score of 19. Barabbas with a score of 18. Iago with a score of 19. Claudius with a score of 14. Proteus with a score of 14. Edmund with a score of 14. Don John with a score of 13. Piero with a score of 16. D'Anville with a score of 16. Prospero with a score of 14. Antiochus with a score of 14. Can't fuck your daughter, man. <laughs> the Duke from The Revenger's Tragedy with okay. a, a score of 14. Uh -huh. Anne Faversham from Arden of Faversham with a score of 16. Okay. Livia from Women Were Women oh, with a yeah. score of 18. Okay. Margaret with a score of 16. 
That's Margaret of Anjou. That's Margaret of Anjou. Portia with a score of 15. Tamara, 19. Oh, such a dick. I know. Dionysa, 17. Uh-huh. Goneril and Regan, 16. The sisters with blisters. I know, right? It's so good. Angelo, uh, uh-huh. from Measure for Measure, yep. 13. Volpone, 13. Yep. The Brothers Malfi, 14. Chiron and Demetrius, 18. Uh, Bracciano and Flaminio from The White Devil, 16. Lorenzo and Balthazar from The Spanish Tragedy with 14. And then rounding it out is going to be Columbo and the Cardinal, both from the Cardinal with 14 and 16, respectively. So there it is, lovely listeners. That's that's a list of, of people. Uh, so thanks for bearing with us. Uh, we know that this episode's maybe a little bit longer than normal, <laughs> but I hope it was worth it. And thanks so much for listening. Uh, we will see you next week for I don't even know what comes Some next. <laughs> that we're doing. Uh, what is today? Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't know what's next. I don't know. Uh, it's gonna be great. Uh, and we hope that you have left this podcast more informed than you started. And at least maybe now you have a list of plays that you should read that oh aren't Shakespeare. God. It's gonna be Henry the Sixth, one hundred and one, one Henry Six, one hundred and one. We're coming back with a history. Man. It's exciting. I love that play. One Henry Six, one hundred and one is what's coming up next. Amazing. Um, and we will keep you updated from now on. It's going to be a regular feature throughout season two of our dick bracket. Yes. So, um, so stay tuned for yeah, that. Yeah, check check for the bracket on the website. We will see these guys, and and then you'll know who's who's up against who. Whamlet out. Bye. If you enjoyed our podcast, please tell your friends, rate us, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher Radio, SoundCloud, or Google Play. Get in touch with us. Tell us what you're working on and thinking about. Email us at holla, H-O-L-L-A, at hurlyburlyshakespeareshow.com. You can also find us at hurlyburlyshakes on Instagram or hurlyburlyshake on Twitter. Some of that was really painful for me. Same. Didn't like having to call some of my favorite characters dicks, but you know what? To love somebody, you gotta see who they are and like love them anyway. I feel like I'm knocking on Satan's door, cause to tell the truth, I can't take it no more. The Hurley Burley Shakespeare Show was produced entirely by Aubrey Whitlock and Jess Hamlet, with no help from anyone, because we're poor. To read more about us or for other podcast-adjacent materials, visit our website at hurlyburlyshakespeareshow.com. Okay, we did have help from one guy, Jonathan Shu, who composed the music you're enjoying right now. For more information on him, go to jonathanshu.com or check out his albums on iTunes. And hey, if we name-checked you or someone you know during today's podcast, it's because you inspire us. So keep doing what you do best. I got no bullets, just a will to act. Uh, I just learned new things about you all the time. Oh my god. Like how, uh, you know, it's like you can be friends with somebody for five years and still not quite understand how they fundamentally <laughs> view other human beings. It's, it's true. illuminating. It's true. Well, yeah. It's true. You're a cold piece, Hamlet.